Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Kyle's favorite song. We're back. Love that opening. <laughs> Whack hoops, all access. Uh, excited today. We're gonna get straight to it. Uh, the hottest team in the WAC, uh, hands down. I know there's a lot more basketball to be played. Coach will say that, but to this point, they are the hottest team. They've knocked out the preseason number one, two, and three, uh, and have turned uh, their season around from first semester, which I think two Division one wins is what they got. Uh-huh. Uh huh getting used to having a new team and now they're uh, red hot sitting um, at the top of the conference. So we're excited to have head coach Jason Hooten from Sam Houston state in the building with us. Coach, what up? Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm uh, highly impressed with that little intro music. In the right. little- See, Thanks. yeah, I'm not the only one. That's high level stuff right there. You guys have come from, you know, y'all have come from just starting the ground level to y'all, are, y'all have arrived. We're doing, sure. a little, we're doing a little bit. We're gonna put you. We're gonna put you in the hot seat. We'll show you the new, uh, the new technology there too. Put you in the hot seat. So you're in the hot seat now. Uh, so shout out to my cousin Anitra Burton, who she does all the production stuff. I, I don't, I don't mess with it. So she did that. So She's she big is. Time. She She's is big time. Time. There's yeah. no doubt. So speaking of big time, coach, we got to talk about this team uh, this week in particular. We had Coach Mudge on earlier for our first episode. We're now in episode three. And this week you played the two undefeated, two of the three undefeated teams, but the two defending champions of the last two seasons and really the two powers in traditional whack before the new whack with all the Texas Southland teams. What has this week been like for you other than exhausting? Uh, well, I mean, it's been, you know, anytime you can win, it's always fun and exciting. Um, but to beat teams of that magnitude, it makes it, you know, makes it special for sure. But uh, you know, I don't look into that too far because those games were at home. And, you know, I think good basketball teams are supposed to win their games at home. I, I just I just think that's how, it, you know, how it plays out in, in college basketball. You're supposed to win your home games. And, 
you know, defend your home court and you got to give our guys credit because, you know, they did that three times in a row. And, and, and it's still, even though, you know, you're expected to win at home, it's still hard to do against teams of that caliber. Yeah, for sure. Tell me this, Coach. You had a, you were in the Southland. <clears throat> so right now you guys are the number one field goal percentage defense in conference-only games. When you were at Sam Houston in the Southland, you did that eight times when you were either an assistant or head coach. I don't know if you know that. So you're pretty used to this field goal percentage defense number one spot. Let's talk about your defense and then talk about going into the whack from another league. You looked at the top of the league to say, okay, this is who we're looking to compete against now. So when you recruited and got guys like Savion, who we'll talk about later, I guess what is it like now that you're in the league and you're playing against those teams, whether home or away, that you were kind of looking up to like, okay, we got to raise the bar because it's a different level of play than the Southland. Man, you threw a lot of really good stuff into one <laughs> long question. Um, man, you know, defense, I think, is just kind of, um, you know, my mentor is Lon Reisman, the athletic director at Tarleton, who, you know, is, is the, everybody has a goat in their life and, and he's he's my goat. Um, you know, I, I just think that was what we were I was taught as a young coach when I worked for him and then became a head coach was, you know, defense is what wins. And, you know, this team, I, I saw early in the year, we had some we had some spurts where defensively we could do some things and we could really move some guys around and we could have some different types of coverages than we've had in the past. But we just never put it together in a, you know, I mean, there were games like, you know, Bradley and Missouri State where we just got the break speed off of us. And then, you know, and then there were games like Texas and SMU and Nebraska and uh, North Texas, where there were some stretches in there where we were playing defensively. And I was the, the, the game at Texas. I was like, man, we are guarding like and, and they're obviously really talented. And I thought, God, you know, we it's in there like we, we can get there. We can do it. And, you know, I, I think the El Paso trip, um, you know, I, I mean, Brian, you coached for a long time, you know, I mean, there's a point in time in every season, whether it's a game or a trip or there's a come to Jesus. You know, we, we had that, we got beat by Bradley. Like, I mean, golly, they just beat the tar out of us and, and they're good. I mean, they're really good. And after the game, we just sat in the locker room for like two hours and, you know, we just, we went down every guy and I, I'd been reading, uh, and I know it's an old book, but uh, this Jay Wright book, I'd been reading it on the airplane and, you know, he had one of those points in his career and, uh, or his, in his, one of his seasons. And so he kind of did something a little different. He let each guy go around and just kind of talk and like tell what he thought about the team or what we need to do better or whatever. So I just had just read that book or finished it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. So I just let those guys talk. I just let each one of them, and it was amazing how um, how truthful they were with each other, you know? And I was like, wow, this is pretty good. So when we got done and I was good, I was like, okay, well, let's go. And then they were like, well, coach, we want you to tell us what you think about each one of us. Mm. And I was like, well, man, this has played out exactly the way I want it. Cause you know, I mean, who doesn't it's want it? Their, it's their idea, not your idea now. It just worked out just right. And so, I mean, 
I let them have it. You know, I went down each one of them like, hey, you're selfish. Hey, you don't practice hard every day. Hey, you know, when things go bad for you, you know, you start dropping your head and playing bad and whatever. And right. man, it took us a long time, but we got around the room and, you know, and then I went through the coaches and I went through myself and, you know, we just kind of, we just kind of aired it out. And then we came back the next day against North Carolina central and we played real well, but I could just tell the difference. Like I, it felt different. So, you know, then we flew home and we were going to Christmas. And so then, you know, you're worried, right? Like, okay, we're going to come back from Christmas and are we going to still have that same feeling? And, you know, we came back and we didn't practice very well right before those first two conference games. And then there was a lot of COVID scaring and going on and stuff then. And then Lamar, you know, they come in that first game and I got to go to the board like 10 minutes before tip and erase like their three best players off the board, right? And so, and I mean, we were ready to play. And I mean, our guys, you could just see our guys are like, come on, man. You know, we're ready to play. And now they're going to have their three leading scores not out there. Right. So that first game was an absolute, I mean, we we were behind the whole game. I mean, it was a dog fight. Hmm. And, you know, it just, and then we played real grand and we were up 30 with like eight minutes to go. And I started subbing in the bench and then they came and cut it to like 16 or something, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of felt like, you know, I don't know. And then we just kind of kept going. And then we lost Javion who Javion is our heart and soul. He's the best defender in this league. I don't care who we still hadn't played or seen. He's the best defender in this league. Mm-hmm. And so we go to Tarleton without him, you know, and you obviously know how tough Tarleton is, right? So we're going to Tarleton without our toughest guy on this trip and and out without my 7-2 kid the first night. So we go to Tarleton and they they put it on us, you know, pretty good. Uh, and then we go to Abilene and, you know, we, we went on the buzzer. And I just think that game, mm-hmm. we were already starting to play better, but I think that game gave us confidence to win a tough game on the buzzer. Right. And then we just took off and, you know, we're playing, we're playing good right now. The thing I've liked the most guys is we've been able to show that we can win different ways. We made 13 threes against New Mexico state. And then we couldn't make one, you know, yesterday until we really needed it. You know, Savion played great against New Mexico state at times, but he got two fouls in the first five minutes of the game and didn't even play in the first half. And we were up 20 at halftime. So again, I think that told our team right. that we got a pretty good team without the best player, you know, the best player in the league. And and I mentioned that to Brian before we started. Like you did the fact that you guys can win a 49-41 game against SFA, then win in a blowout game over New Mexico State. I mean, I think that's the most impressive is just how different style of games you guys have played. You've been able to win all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no question. And you know, and then the second part of your question is, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I think that you can look at a lot of film and you can watch TV, but I think until you really start playing on the court and in the game live, do you really appreciate how good teams are? For sure. But I also knew, I mean, and this is no disrespect to the Southland because, you know, the Southland is, I mean, it's a good league and it was a great league for us and to us. But there's no comparison in what I've seen thus far. And again, we're not even halfway through the league yet. No. This this league is for real. 
and and it's night in and night out. And I don't think there's a team in the league. You know, there's some teams in the Southland where I felt like if I just got them there and I got and I, and we played really hard and guarded that we were going to find a way to win that game. Yep. But it's not going to happen like that in the whack. Like you got to you're going to have to do those things and you're going to have to make some plays like yesterday. I mean, we didn't play our best game offensively, but you got to give those guys credit. I thought that was as good a defense as we've seen all year long, not just length and quickness, right? but also coaching. I mean, he obviously does a great job and their plan was great. And, you know, they were just really good. Right. So I just think that it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, we, we haven't gone to Cal Baptist or Seattle or, you know, Utah's or Chicago. I mean, it's it's just a really, really, really good basketball league with a lot of really good coaches. And, you know, I just think we got to continue to get better in a lot of areas. You know, this team for sure. And then just moving forward, we, we've got to get better in some areas. No doubt. No doubt. I'll pass to Kyle. Jason, I want to go back to that locker room scene after the Bradley game that you were talking about. Like, how impressed are you that your guys – instead of maybe like blowing you off as a coach, some, some players are, can do that in today's game, I guess. They just simply responded and wanted your feedback. And now that, I mean, obviously the response has been pretty terrific for your guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I've been very blessed here. Uh, I got a great staff. I've had great staffs. Um, and obviously Mudge has been the engine to most of that, you know, being with me for 12 years. And I listened to you guys interview with him and it was fantastic because Mudge is just, he's just a, he's a highly intelligent, he's a really good guy and a really good assistant coach and loyal to the, to the T. Um, we've just been blessed to have good kids here. And I think we've established a culture here that just doesn't like, you know, did I think they would respond in playing better or getting to the point where we are as a team? No, I mean, you don't ever anticipate that. But did I think they would respond as people and human beings to someone who's trying to help them not just get better as a basketball team, but also get better as young men? Yes. I mean, I did because we got those kind of kids. I mean, we've got high character, just high character kids. And they, you know, I, I think that, um, they look to me like as a father figure, not just as their coach. I mean, you know, these are like my sons and, you know, I tell them, Hey, I'm going to treat you just like I do my own son. And in fact, my son was with, with us on the trip and he sat in there, he sat in there in that locker room and he listened to the whole thing too. And he's 12 years old. And, you know, I, I think that was good for him. You know, I think that helps him in his, his growth as a young man. Um, Cause you know, we talked about the things that are tough. I, I thought Kyle, I thought the problem with our team was just when things started to go bad for us, we just got sidetracked and kind of got funky and and sometimes, you know, funky with each other. Not necessarily with me, but just with each other. And, you know, I was like, man, y'all got to be together. I mean, you guys are the ones that are out there fighting the war for each other. And, you know, and then I just think that we weren't getting the most out of everybody because sometimes we were too worried about the wrong things and not worried about you know, what we all do good because I think that we have that type of team. We have, you know, I always can compare it to building a house. We got, we got plumbers, we got electricians, we got carpenters, we got a little bit of everything and everybody, every guy needs to do what they're good at. You know, if you're a plumber, you don't need to try to do the electrical work. You know I mean? So we, we just kind of have a little bit of everything. And, and I don't know if our guys were, were doing that, you know, 
And, you know, and I, I put a lot of pressure on Savion at the time and that night and in that locker room because he is the best player on our team. And I really needed him to step up more in a leadership way, like, you know, maybe getting out of his comfort zone, you know, talking to guys more and putting guys under his wing more. And, you know, for that matter, Kyle, even getting on guys like, you know, when you're the best player and you work hard, you can get on people. They're going to listen to you and respect you. And they're going to appreciate that in the end. And I, and I kind of told him, you know, like when I was a player, I wasn't as good as most of those guys, but I really felt like I was a really good leader. And I think sometimes when you're a good leader, you don't really care what, what guys think at the moment. Like, I don't really care if you like what I'm fixing to say to you, but this is what's best for our team right now. And in the end, you'll respect what I'm telling you. And so I just, we just talked a lot about those kind of things. And, you know, I guess to answer your question, I wasn't surprised that they followed through with it, but I am surprised that, you know, we've turned it around as quick as we have and they're playing the basketball that we're playing at this point. Tootin sits down with us with Wyndham. You talked about Savion. I mean, Mudge mentioned it, and we've talked on a, on a, you know, when I spoke to you earlier this year, just how he didn't come in with that arrogant, like, head of, hey, I played at a P5. I'm better than everybody else. This is the way it's going to be like. He's turned into a true leader for your squad. I mean, it, it's it's like you were saying. It felt like that game on Thursday against New Mexico State, where he fouled. He had two fouls early after getting you guys off to a great start. The guys kind of rallied and kept it going, and you were up twenty at halftime. Like, how has he turned into a true leader that people don't really recognize or see off the floor? I guess you could say because you know they know what kind of player he is. But it's the leadership, I feel like, like you mentioned, that has made him even better on the floor. Yeah. The number one thing, uh, it, it's twofold. The, the first thing is, is he is a absolute, positively high quality character guy. Like, he's the guy that you would want to marry your daughter. I mean, he's that guy. And then he's just so intelligent. I mean, he's a highly intelligent IQ. His IQ is off the chart, you know? And so I think, you know, when you're dealing with a person of that magnitude with those two things, um, you know, there's, I think if he respects you, he's going to listen to you. Right. And so I just said, look, this is what you're capable of doing. And I'm not sure you always are getting the most out of what you could really do. Like being a great player is great. Like everybody wants a great player. Right. But everybody wants a great player that wants to make everybody around them better. And he's done that for our team. And the greatest thing is, is our guys have welcomed that with open arms. And in fact, the night we won the Abilene game, uh, one of our guys stood up in the huddle afterwards and was just like, hey, man, we just really appreciate you because you you may have scored 30-something tonight, but man, if, if somebody's open, you're going to throw them the ball. And like, you know, you're going to go get a stop when we need one or a big rebound or you're going to take a charge or, you know, I just think guys appreciate players like that, right? It's not a one-dimensional thing where he's just trying to score. You know, I had somebody yesterday at the end of the game when, you know, JD hit that three, somebody's like, oh, what a great play you drew up. My gosh, what, like, great play. It's like, hey, man, I ran an ISO play to get the best player on the court the ball. And they double teamed him and he threw it over there and zinged it to JD and JD made a three. Like, 
Now, you know, is it good coaching that you got the best? I mean, a good coach or anybody gets the ball to the best player. Like, it's just what you do. Right. And if I was going to lose the game, I wanted him to be the one that either took the shot or made the pass or whatever the case may be, you know. But I just don't know if great players do that all the time. Like, right. you know, there might have been a guy that you throw the ball to there and he just finds a way to get that shot off, right? And it's not a good shot. And you might still go back to the locker room and be like, hey, you know, we got it to him. And But this guy made a – I mean, he's done that thing right over his shoulder. And J.D. was standing right in front of me. And, you know, when J.D. caught it, it's just J.D. I was like, that that's going to go in. Like, he's going to make this shot, you know. But that's what I think Savion's done. I mean, look at yesterday. He's one for 10 in the first half. Yeah. Can't get anything to go. And you got to give Grand Canyon credit for that. Like McLaughlin, I think that's how you say it. He, I mean, he did a fantastic job on him. He was physical. He got a hand up on his shots. But then, you know, we come out in the second half. And, I mean, the first five minutes, the guy's on. He's amazing. Like, I run three or four plays for him for sure. But. I mean, he just makes shots and he goes in offensive rebounds and that and one putback finish is like, I mean, they had two arms held him and they had yeah. two arms around him holding him down and he still gets it up and gets it in. I mean, that's the thing that he did. Or, you know, the New Mexico State game, he gets those two quick fouls and he's sitting right behind me. And, you know, I was really close to putting him back in, but we were playing great. And right. so I kept turning around and like, hey, man, you got to stay in the game, you know, because we've all had guys before yeah. that get two quick ones and they never mentally get back in it. Right? right. And I'm just like, hey, man, you got to stay. And he's like, coach, I'm good. And so I believe him. And then we come out in the second half and the dude still gets 22. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's funny. Last night we got home and Kristen and I were watching TV and she's like, you know, this is a once in a lifetime dude. Like, we, like we've all had good players. I mean, gosh, Zach was a great player. I mean, we've had great. All of us have had great players, but this guy's special. Like, and it's not just the playing of it. It's just the it's the rest of them. Like being around him every day, and like, you know, you're fixing to go on a five day trip to the West Coast. I mean, these are the kind of guys that you want to be around. And then you know, when it comes time to tip it up, that he's going to be out there and playing on your team too. So. I'm I'm being I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm just trying to absorb every game, you know, because I mean we only got ten left plus hopefully the tournament, and you know we just I'm just trying to absorb every minute of it. And, I want to I want to ask you one last thing on that game winning shot that he found you know, Jaden Ray for. How much confidence does it give a player like Jaden Ray or anybody else on the floor that uh, Savion has confidence that if he's gonna throw it to him, they're gonna hit a shot. Like, I feel like that's a big part of it, too. Like, okay, he's the best player. We drew up to play for him. But I've got to have confidence, too, that he's going to find me if I'm open to hit that shot as well. Like, I think that's a another misnomer that people don't really pay attention to. Like, they feed off the confidence that the best player on the floor has in his teammates as well. You know, there was some – Kyle, there's some points in the season, you know, like maybe at Texas or, you know – North Texas or somewhere like that where, you know, we're in a huddle or something and I'm like over on the side and talking to the assistants or I'm trying to get my mind right. And I can hear him talking to those guys about that kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. Hey man, you need to be ready to shoot. Like, you know, you need to be ready. I'm, I'm, and so I just think over time they've got, 
they understand that he's going to pass the ball, but I think he's got confidence because he knows like Lampley, like Lampley's made one of those shots in at least two out of the last three, like, like Lampley made the shot. I mean, I know JD made the game winning shot against Abilene. That three that Lampley made against Abilene is what won the game. You know, the, the three that he made against SFA, that's the shot that won the game the other day. I mean, those I think are, you know, those are the shots that I think Savion has a lot of confidence in his teammates from that kind of stuff because he knows those guys are going to do that. But, but Kyle, also to your point, when you have a player like him in that kind of magnitude, that guy can give you that kind of confidence that you're yeah. that if he believes in you and you think he's believing in you, then right. I've got a little bit more confidence to take that shot too, right? Yep. Agreed. Coach, we always ask a uh, a funny story before you go. If you have one. You know, I should have probably been because you know you asked Mudge the other day too, and that was pretty good. <laughs> and I probably should have already been doing this because the first time you guys had me on, you, you yep. did the same thing and I and yeah, we I, had we had you on last year when you made when we you made the move to the WAG the announcements uh, that night. We had you on. <clears throat> if you don't have a funny one, you can still have a good one. Maybe you got one with your son at home. Maybe you got one with your son in the locker room with the team. Uh, anything you got that's whatever whatever you think would be a, a good one to leave on. Man, and you've been doing this for a long time, so you probably have a whole arsenal of them. I got a. Probably a hundred, but I can't even. When you got me on the spot right here, I can answer all these great questions y'all have, but I can't. I can't think of a funny story or a story. Um, you got any? You got any good referee stories for us? That's usually a good category for head coaches. No, I'm not. A good, <laughs> I'm not a good referee. I mean, I'm a. I don't talk a lot about the referees. I. I try not to mess with referees too much. I probably did that a little bit. I probably did a little bit too much in my younger coaching career. Just worrying if, about. If, if you if you really want a topic, if you have a funny story about me, you can feel free to say that. I mean, I'm a. You you got the whole you got the whole floor if you if you got one. A funny story I, about. I've, you. I've obviously known you a long time. When I first, you know, you know what? This is what I always remembered about you, and and I don't know if it's a funny story or not, but. You know, I always knew that you were going to move and do some great things in your life because, man, I, I remember when I was at Tarleton, I was just a young assistant coach. and That's when I first met you. Man, I would get these dang letters in the mail from you, handwritten letters, and I'd get phone calls all the time. Man, you used to wear me out, but in a good way. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, you were always working and you were always networking. And and then every time I would be on the road, man, you'd always catch me and corner me and pick my brain about just stuff, man, on, you know, whatever it might be, just recruiting or or players or whatever the case may be. So I always, you know, and I look back at those times and those are great times, the fun times for sure. But, you know, I also, uh, you know, those kind of times make you feel good too, you know, as a coach and you know, I, 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 I talk to our guys about this, and Savion talks to our guys about this all the time, too, of just about celebrate never shot, celebrate never victory. You know, I think we all know how hard this is, right? I mean, this is a hard deal, and you know. Uh, you know, and I look at this past week and win those three games like we do. I mean, you know, you'd like to bottle it up, and, you know, you'd like to have that happen all the time. But we know, I mean, this trip's tough, and if you go lose a game or two, you know, then you're going to – start feeling the total opposite as you do right now, you know? Right. And so I just think we all need to enjoy, you know, our great moments when we have those and our families or kids or, 
you know, whatever it is. I mean, those were good times, man. You know, you were a young assistant coach with no, no bills, no worries, no nothing. And, you know, those are things that have built you to where you are today and, and things that have built me to where I am today too. So. Sure. Yeah. I could, I remember, I got a ton of Jason's hoop memories, so I won't, I won't kill everybody with them, but uh, I can remember getting beat pretty bad or competing, but we're at Abilene Christian with Golding when we first transitioned to the Southland. That oh, was our man. first year in it. That wasn't pretty for us. That was hard, though. D2 to D1 is really hard. Really, really tough. hard. But then I can remember, like, Sam Houston at the top of the league and then going to Lamar and turning around that program. And I, I remember a day when we actually got the win against Sam Houston. And it probably felt in some ways how you felt this week to feel like you're at least at where you can compete with the best team. doesn't mean you're a conference championship team yet, but – um, but I could just remember even in those games, you were so uh, gracious after the game to talk about like the job that we had done at the time. And uh, obviously you guys went on to have enormous success too. But uh, but from recruiting Clavel when I was in junior college, who was one of the best players in Sam Houston history. So, uh, and then we had Steven Warner who left Sam Houston. And so we got all kinds of members we can go down the lane, but uh, congratulations on the week coach. We appreciate you jumping on. Uh, we know that there's more work to be done, but the cool thing I think for your staff and your team is that at least you know you can compete with the best teams in this league, which we know it's a one-bid league, although there's two teams that probably could at least play in the tournament, and we hope that at some point a, team, a league like this can get two bids, but uh, we know you guys have the capability. So congratulations on the start and and turning, turning it around because sometimes if you maybe don't have that locker room situation or conversation or maybe if it doesn't go well, the season doesn't go like it's going. So credit to you for uh, taking the time to, to, to open up to do it a different way. Cause I don't know if you've done that before, but it's working. Well, I, I appreciate it again, though. You know, we, uh, you know, we just got a long ways to go. I mean, again, those games were good wins. Those were home games. So, and I, I feel like you gotta, you know, you gotta win those games at home for sure. I can only imagine uh, what it's going to be like to play at New Mexico state or at grand Canyon. I mean, those are, going to be pretty tough venues to play. And, uh, you know, this week will be a – I'm sure Cal Baptist and Seattle, I mean, those are probably really difficult places to go to and have to win a road game. And we all know how it is, how hard it's to win a road game no matter where it is. But then just to go to – you know, I watched a little bit when I got home last night of the Seattle-Tarleton game. And, I mean, Seattle's – they're super talented. Got, got some really good guards and probably underrated power forward and an underrated inside guy too. So – um, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, I think these kind of trips always show you, you know, a lot about your teams, um, you know, and, and to be competitive and to go fight. And, you know, that's what we're going to try to do. Well, we appreciate it, Coach. Be safe. Thank you all. Uh, Kyle, man, thanks for everything you do on, on Twitter, man, with with the league. I think, you know, uh, I don't know how many people – I hope a lot of people follow you because I think you just give a – a lot of recognition for this conference. So it, it's been a lot different. Um, just, I think the coverage and the excitement and the crowds and things of that nature. You know, I just think your, your info that you give for everybody really helps in, in that area. So it, it's helped. I think it's helped our crowds for sure. And in our campus as well. So it's been fun. And, you know, I think it's given our, our kids on campus something to be excited about. We had, you know, almost a thousand students there yesterday alone. Um, it was a really, you know, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. We haven't been able to say that a whole lot here at Sam Houston. So appreciate all you do, man. No problem. Thanks, Jace. I appreciate it.
and uh, enjoy your West Coast trip this weekend. Well, I, I will if we win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Good luck. Travel safe, man. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Give you 30 seconds, and then we will uh, shut it down. Uh, it's a big road trip, obviously, this week for Sam Houston. 7-1 and one in whack play. I mean, if they get by CBU and then if Seattle gets by – uh, Stephen F. Austin on Wednesday as well. Showdown for the top spot in the WAC standings on Saturday. Um, I really like this team. Savion Flags, one of the best players in the WAC, if not the best player in the WAC. But he's getting contributions all over the floor. Jaden Ray, Dante Powers had a big week for the Bearcats as well. Obviously, you heard Jason Hooten talk about you know that coming together meeting after they got blown out by Bradley at the Sun Bowl uh, Invitational right before you know Commerce play started. Uh, I like this team. I'm not. I'm gonna keep riding the Bearcats wave, yep. you know, until they, you know, get shook off if it does. But very, very impressive start to whack play. I didn't see it coming, and I don't think a lot of people did, except for Savion Flag, who commented on my post uh, right. on Twitter. So really like the Bearcats, and it, it's a fun team to watch because they can win in different different ways. So no doubt they get a chance when it comes to March. They have a chance, and they have a chance to win the regular season, which we know that's a big deal too. So. Till next time. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy. <laughs>